Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of the Gospel of Mark is focusing on the busy, productive, and life-changing work of Jesus in action. Now, let's join Kurt for today's episode. Welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. As we wind up our study of the book of Mark, we're in Mark chapter 16, the very last chapter, and we uh, just covered one verse last episode, but we're in a section where people are discovering that Jesus indeed has risen from the dead. They're receiving that message from an angel, but their responsibility now is to take that message and tell others. So it really begs the question, you know, how does God want his message and the main message, really the gospel message, to get around the world? I mean, obviously, he can use angels. He did here, but that was just the initial message, wasn't it? God's plan for man is that people tell people. That, that's God's plan. So think about Romans chapter 10, that very famous passage of scripture about the gospel, where it says, how shall they hear without a preacher? It's a quotation from Isaiah. And how shall they preach except they be sent? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. The point is this, that God has made it so that people hear the gospel from people, people telling people, go and tell, go and tell. So we talked about that last episode, how these women were tasked with this responsibility to go and tell. And is it not interesting that when the first messengers of the gospel went forward, I'm talking about the completed gospel now, the death, the burial, the resurrection, it's happened, it's a fact. The very first messengers of that gospel were these women, these faithful women that went and told. And I think that's just a, a great lesson for all of us, that men and women, old and young, rich and poor, Jew and Gentile, without distinction, we are all in need of the gospel. And having discovered it, we are all tasked with the communication of that gospel message to other people. Look at verse number eight. And they went out quickly. Don't you love that? They were tasked now with telling. You might want to linger there at that tomb. I mean, what a sight that was. But no, they went out quickly. The Bible says in verse 8, and fled from the sepulcher. I mean, they ran. uh, For they trembled and were amazed. So they were shaking with excitement. Ecstatic were they about this news. And the Bible says, Neither said they, uh, neither said they anything to any man, for they were afraid. Uh, there was a there was a, a fear that gripped them, that made them just stay on task. Uh, they went and indeed we we see the parallel account in Luke chapter twenty four. They did indeed go and tell, but uh, they weren't about to stop here or tell that one or stop along the way. There was still a measure of fear, like something's happening. What's going on? What's next? But they they obeyed. And the point is their obedience took precedence over their emotional state. 
And I think that's important, that obedience should always be, should always trump in our lives uh, our feelings. So in this case, there was excitement, there was amazement, there was fear. All of this was going on, as you might expect of having heard this news. And yet they, they went quickly about their duty to tell what they had seen. Go and tell. They obeyed. Look at verse number nine. Now, when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. So here's where the chronology gets a little bit confusing. I think it's important that you take some time and study this uh, in the parallel accounts. You'll see the resurrection account in all the Gospels. Matthew 28, you'll see it here in Mark 16. Luke chapter 24, you'll see it in John chapter 20. You'll see it in all these uh, gospel accounts. And I think it's important to take them and consider them and collate them and put them in chronological order. But what you're going to find is that Jesus himself first appeared to Mary Magdalene. Now, up until this point, no one has seen Jesus. Uh, they've seen this angel. They've received this message. They've seen an empty tomb, but they've not seen Jesus. And the Bible says the very first appearance of Jesus to a human being after his resurrection was to this Mary Magdalene. And again, doesn't that tell you something about the heart of God? You would think that the most important person who has ever lived on earth, the God-man, the Lord Jesus, the most important event that ever took place in all of history of man, the resurrection of Jesus Christ, you would think that, wow, if man were writing the story, he would appear before the Caesar in Rome. He'd appear before a vast multitude of people. He'd appear before the richest and most famous and most important and most connected. And yet, what does the Bible say? The Bible says he meets a woman who had formerly been an outcast for society, from society a demon-possessed woman that had nothing going for her, whom Jesus had saved, whom, who, whose life Jesus had radically transformed. And he goes to this woman and, and reveals himself to her. We read the longer account of the story, don't we, in, in the other gospel in John, where, it took, where we realize that Mary was um, uh, thinking this was the gardener, remember? Uh, this was she thought uh, wrongly that uh, that this gardener was just somebody she 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 didn't recognize Jesus in his resurrected body. But when Jesus said to her, Mary, then she realized, oh, Rabbi Rabboni, a very special and you and and um, intimate name for my teacher. And so here it was, Jesus appeared to Mary. And and watch what it says, verse number eight. Uh, verse number nine. So when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene. So that's active. Jesus appeared to her. This was a decision. This was a priority. So this was the choice of the Lord is what the Bible is, is uh, indicating here. And the Bible says he appeared first to Mary Magdalene out of whom he had cast seven devils. So as the Bible describes Mary, it, the Bible describes Mary in terms of her salvation, in terms of what the Lord had done for her. 
in terms of where she had been and what God had done in her life through Jesus. So how how wonderful that she who saw him first was the one that in many respects was she who had been helped the most. And, and we see some great examples of that throughout Scripture, that those that that love much are those that have been forgiven much. And Mary's whole life was dedicated to Jesus. When disciples were afraid and in some room somewhere hold up for fear of the Jews, here was Mary faithfully going, leading that group to the tomb, lingering in the garden, wondering where his body was, not knowing, trying to piece it all together, being committed to a Savior whom she thought was dead. I mean, think about the the level of commitment that this woman had to Jesus, and Jesus just so graciously appeared to her first. You know, everywhere uh, the Christianity has flourished, you see the role of women has been elevated. There's nothing in the Bible about men being better than women or men being more important than women. Nothing could be farther from the truth. In Jesus Christ, there is neither male nor female, a Jew nor Greek, bond nor free. We're all one in Christ. Now, does that mean that men and women have the same role? Of course not. Now, we're fighting that battle in society right now, aren't we? We're trying to even define what a woman is. How crazy. But understand that men and women in the Bible are equally loved and are equally as important to Christ. Now, there are different roles. A husband has one role in a marriage. A wife has another role. A wife has a subservient role in that sense. doesn't make her less of a person. Even in the church, men are to do the leading as far as pastoring. But that does not mean that women are less important. See the point? And the point here is that when, when Jesus revealed himself on purpose after his resurrection, he did so first to this faithful woman, Mary. And she was tasked with telling the others. Look at verse number 10. And she went and told. Now, interestingly, the angel had already told the women, go and tell. Go and tell. So that's the imperative. That's the command. Okay, but then watch what the Bible says about Mary. She went and told. So there there is the obedience to the command. Go and tell. She went and told. So I think something very similar could be said about you and me. You know, we have a go and tell command, don't we? We have a go and tell imperative. But I wonder, could it be said about me that I went and told? Is my past experience in my Christian life, an indicator of obedience to the go and tell command. Because the Bible says that she went and told. And and watch whom she went and told. Verse number 10. And she went and told them that had been with him, so those disciples, and as they mourned and wept. What a contrast. And I want to paint this contrast and we'll be done for today. But when Mary went, She knew exactly where those disciples were. Uh, No doubt she had spent some time with them, these followers of the Lord. And what were they doing? They were still in mourning. They were still weeping. Even at this moment, early in the morning hours, they were mourning and weeping. So think about that. Jesus had been dead now for 
I mean, depending on when you believe the crucifixion took place, I believe it took place on a Friday. I think any part of a day or a night includes a day and night. And the point is, he's been dead now for some time. And yet they're still mourning and they're still weeping. Have you ever uh, faced the, the loss of a loved one, somebody whom you love so dearly, and the, 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 the crying comes in waves? The, the sense of loss comes in waves. Well, here they are, even you know, a couple days later now, still weeping, just pouring it out. And Mary is coming in with the greatest news of all time. He's alive. He's alive. Not only is he alive because I was told that. Not only is he alive because the angel said that or the tomb is empty to verify that he's alive. I have spoken with him. Uh, I have seen him with my own eyes. I met with him. Uh, Come and see. So, wow, you talk about a convincing statement that she made, and yet we're going to find a response that's a little bit uh, amazing to me, Uh, especially because Jesus has told them all of this would happen, and now it, it has happened, and they're receiving multiple reports about angels and empty tombs and and. Roman soldiers that are, are have have fainted or are been put to sleep and and an actual appearance of Jesus and yet there's still not going to be faith yet. Why? Well, we'll fa- we'll have to find that out next episode because we're already out of time for today. So, we'll stop there in verse number 10, jump back into verse number 11 uh, next uh, next time. Hope you'll join us for that. God bless you. Thanks for taking time to listen. If you enjoy Everyday Truth, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.